Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to show 21 of Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology podcast. My name's Carl, and with me in the studio is our resident technologist, Pete. Hi there. Frequency Cast offers you a tantalizing take on technology and is driven by feedback from our listeners via frequencycast.co.uk. In this show, here's what we'll be taking a look at. Ways to archive your music, cassettes and video collection. A closer look at two new phones, free calls and a hyped handset. A wireless gadget that vibrates at 40,000 times a minute. The Night Industries 2007. Plus we talk Wi-Fi, broadband and DVDs in our interaction section. First, here's Pete with a news update. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. Time for a look at all that's new since the last show. First off, good news for Freeview viewers with a lot of patience. The UK regulator Ofcom has announced we can expect more channels on Freeview, including some high-definition content, as early as 2009. The extra Freeview channels can only happen when the analogue switchovers occurred, as there's not enough space on the system at the moment. So we could see new channels first in the Border and Granada TV regions, as they'll be the first ones to have gone digital. As for HD, the BBC, ITV, Channel 4 and 5 have all stated their intention to launch HD services between 2009 and 2012. The Beeb are already offering high definition on satellite and cable, with Channel 4 launching their HD service soon. Next, Sky's Picnic. Last month, the Disney Channel announced it's joining the Picnic TV lineup. No idea what Picnic is? Well, this is a pay TV service that's backed by Sky. Picnic is pending approval from the regulators Ofcom. If it gets a go-ahead, the service, which can be received by a TV aerial, will offer subscribers premium Sky content, including Sky Sports 1, Sky Movies, Sky 1 and now of course Disney. Sky's current freeview channels, that's Sky News, Sky Sports News and Sky 3, will vanish to make way for this new service. So, are you pro Sky 1 coming to freeview or anti-Sky's plans for TV dominance? Ofcom are after public opinions, but hurry as you only have until the 14th of December to let the regulator know your views. Next, Top Up TV. We reviewed Top Up TV in show 10. This is a freeview set-top box that records extra telly shows overnight, so you can watch them over the course of the week. The broadcasting hours for UK TV Gold on Top Up have dropped again, this time making way for some new content. Boxes will now get extra content from the History Channel, Crime and Investigation and the Sci-Fi Channel. If you're a Top Up user, you'll have to go to the Menu Customise option to get these new channels. Next, Strike News. You've probably heard that the BBC are planning to cut 2,500 posts. Strike papers are being sent out in December and January. If members vote to strike, industrial action could affect a large amount of BBC TV programmes from as early as mid-January 2008. On the subject of strikes, all is not well on US TV. The Writers Guild of America recently called a strike over pay for work distributed over the internet. With no new scripts being written, production has stopped on top shows, including Desperate Housewives, Grey's Anatomy, Lost, House, Heroes, The Office and the final season of Battlestar Galactica. Fox TV has also recently announced that the US premiere of 24 has been postponed until the strike's over. Next, Channel 4 was 25 years old in November. Feeling old? If you're a Channel 4 nut, download the free 4OD player on your PC. This provides access to 30 days of Channel 4's schedule free of charge, 
plus some pay-to-view classics such as Black Books, Peep Show, Father Ted and the classic Brass Eye. Download the free player from channel4.com slash 4OD. And finally, Knight Rider's back. There's talk of a new version of the cult 80s show, possibly even starring the Hoff himself. But what's tickled our fancy is a series of Knight Rider Mobisodes. These are new animated mini-episodes that you download and watch on your mobile. Hilarious stuff. Here's an extract. So this is going to help us find Devon, right? I hope so. Super Pursuit Mode is now Hyper Pursuit. I've tripled the range of the surveillance system and medical scanners. And don't forget that new device. I'm really not sure I approve, Amber. I already found it. Hey, tooth whitener. Great idea. Excellent stuff. If you want to see Kit as a Transformer or Devon Miles on his Zimmer frame, go to our website where you'll see a picky and a link to the Knight Rider Mobisodes. Thanks, Pete. And as always, for any lone crusaders looking for more on these news stories, take a look at today's show notes at www.frequencycast.co.uk. Frequency Frequencycast. Now loading. Focus. So, uh, now it's time for the Fast and Furious Fertile Focus. So what have we got, Pete? Once again, the listeners have spoken, and the voting on the website says that today we are talking about archiving your old media. Archiving your old media. It's funny you should mention that, because I've had to uh, clear out the studio recently, and I found a load of old vinyl, uh, otherwise known as vinyl to you, and cassette tapes. You wouldn't believe how many cassette tapes I've uh, stumbled across. Yeah, I can believe it. Is this just so you could free up that cardboard box so you could move into it? Yeah, that's right. My new home, my mobile home. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Fridge freezer. Brilliant. But the new house that came with it. Fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. Right, so we are going to talk about archiving those good old audio cassettes, video cassettes, and photos um, onto something digital. What should we start with? Um, cassette. Okay, Ducky. So when it comes to archiving our audio, we're looking at converting it onto a PC in the MP3 format. Mind you, that's not very good, is it? Uh, we discussed this in one of the other shows. What was that? Uh, yeah, we did that back in um, 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 uh, show 11. We talked about MP3 formats. Yeah. So what if I want to do it to a better quality? I mean, to be fair, MP3 is actually fairly good quality. It does do a lot of compression, but it's pretty good. Okay, go ahead then. So we're going to archive our cassettes. What you need is something that will connect your cassette deck into a PC. Oh, we discussed this in a previous show, didn't we, with the uh, cassette deck that fits into your computer, into your base unit. A little bit like uh, an old cassette deck in your car. That's it, yeah. It's the Plus Deck. It's a device that slots into your PC into like a CD hole. Uh, mind you, that, that needs a little bit of technical know-how because you've got to actually pull your base unit apart. Is that right? Is there anything better than that? Yeah, you have to take the back off. It's a nice little device if you want it built into your computer. Otherwise, something like this, just showing uh, Carl a picture here, that is a USB cassette deck. Wow. That looks quite impressive, doesn't it? It does look rather retro, I've got to say. Is that twin cassette? Yep, twin cassette drive. It's about 99 quid, plugs into the back of your USB, and you can either use that or the Plus Deck to copy off your old cassettes. Cool. Just going to fire up a bit of software here for you. If you take a look at this screen, so this is the control panel for dubbing off your cassettes, and this happens to be the Plus Deck's one. So you've got play buttons, uh, and now this looks like it has auto-reverse. Oh, it does. Auto-reverse, or play one side only, or continuous play. Well, that's nice. It's uh, traditionally laid out like the old 80s top-of-the-range stereos, isn't it, really? Uh, It's a nice little touch. Yeah, it's a nice idea. There's three buttons. Basically, you hit configure, and that pops up a dialogue asking you what format you want to convert it into. So that could be MP3, or you can do WAV if you are worried about the compression. Uh, Then you hit the next button, and it asks you to name the file. So you call it whatever you want. What a strange name. Status quo, wasn't it? And then basically press the go button. It will go through side A, auto-reverse to side B finish the recording and there's a WAV or MP3 file of your cassettes. It's really, really straightforward. 
Fantastic. And I like this because it's uh, configured in such a way that an old 80s man like me can cope with that. So uh, I'll go for that one. Sold. There we go. So get those old cassettes archived because a lot of cassettes are beginning to fall to bits now and quality is beginning to drop. So if you do have cassettes, good excuse to archive them now. Let's do uh, vinyl now. Okie dokie. One real option here is getting yourself a USB turntable. So again, here's a little picture of a, of a, of a record deck. Oh yeah, we've done one of those. It's a very uh, normal looking turntable. Now can you play these back through your computer like a normal turntable or do you have to actually just record with them? No, you can play it all back through your PC if you want. So basically you stick the record on, plug it into your USB lead. It comes with software that will allow you to uh, to record um, your music. It comes with Audacity, which is a very good audio editing package. It also comes with a piece of software called Bias Sound Soap, which lets you clear up all the pops and crackles and, and hiss and stuff. Bias Sound Soap? Did you just say soap? Cleaning your audio for you. Oh, good grief. <laughs> so these record decks come in uh, at about £90. Uh, we've got some links on our show notes to these. Cool. Uh, while we're here, let's just mention CD as well. If you've got your CD collection, you may well want to get that digitised as well. Uh, so obviously things like Windows Media Player or iTunes will let you rip off your CDs to MP3 format. Uh, we use something called Easy CDDA, which is pretty good. And uh, yeah, if you want to get your music collection onto your PC, that's the way to do it. Fantastic. What next? Uh, videos. Ah, oh, videos. That's good. So we can revive all those old 80s movies. Better off dead. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Roxanne. You name a few, we've got them. <laughs> yes, and that's just the reputable end of your video library, isn't it? I've got Ghostbusters. <laughs> Didn't you learn all your chat-up lines from Bill Murray? That, that's what you studied, isn't it? That, that's why every time we go to a bar, you always say, do you want to come back and try an experiment? Well, what's your line again? I'm telepathic. If I invite you back to my place, you'll say no. <laughs> Wrong answer. That's what you say, isn't it? And they go, how do you know? I'm telepathic. <laughs> Wrong answer. I've got Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, you borrowed that from me. Sorry, do you want it back? <laughs> Muppet. <laughs> Only once you've converted it to DVD for me. You're in no hurry for it, then. Anyway, on that subject, DVD conversion. Well, we covered uh, DVD recorders back in show 20. So if you've got a video recorder, you can just physically plug your video recorder into your DVD recorder and burn off DVDs. But what about if you want to copy your videos onto PC? Well, back in show 18, we talked about how to hook up uh, a TV receiver to your PC. So the same principle applies. You can uh, run a lead out of the back of your video recorder into the aerial socket on your PC and then use special software on the PC to record the video. What's the quality like from video to PC? Does it still come out all sort of grainy and, and speckly? The equivalent of hiss on, on visual, isn't it? It's like, shh, for the eyes. The blacks aren't true black and all that sort of thing. Well, to be honest, the state of recordings you've got on your videotapes isn't particularly good anyway. It's going to be fairly grainy, so you're not really going to get much improvement by doing it. Um, it's worth pointing out, if you connect through the aerial socket on your um, video card... So you haven't got any detergent for your VHS? Yeah, pouring washing up liquid into your video recorder really won't help clean your heads. But in all seriousness, um, you're not going to make much of an improvement on the quality. If you do want to get the best, rather than using an aerial socket from your video into the PC, if you've got a PC card that has a composite input or an S-video input, you can try and get the highest quality into the computer. Then when you record it onto the computer, you have to think about formats. Typically, AVI is a fairly standard format, or you can also use MPEG or H.264 um, or even Windows Media Player. Once you- Sorry to interrupt. Uh, a composite connection, are you talking about like SCART? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, SCART. Yeah. So once you've got the video recorded onto your PC, then you can use something uh, to edit that video up and make it a nice, tidy little file. Um, Windows Movie Maker comes free with XP. That's quite usable. 
Uh, I personally prefer Adobe Premiere, which is a very good little product for editing up your video. If you're ripping from DVD onto the PC, I'd also recommend you look at a piece of software called Fair Use, which is really good. You can just identify a track on a DVD, mark the top, mark the tail, copy it down in a number of different formats. Really cool. Is that a bit like a Fairlight computer? You get a free T-shirt with that one. <laughs> well, it's worth mentioning, just in case anyone wants to buy a Fairlight. You, you get, get a free T-shirt! <laughs> and finally, we're going to touch on photos. Um, if you have a photo collection, you've got a few old photos printed out, haven't you? Oh, yes, there's one of me in the Old West. Um... There's one me back with my friend Dino the dinosaur. Actually, there is a dinosaur that listens to this show. Yeah, he might have a few old photographs. Yeah, we've got something special coming up for our digital dinosaur in a minute. But if you have an old photo collection, obviously paper can fade. You can accidentally rip them or spill stuff on them. So start thinking about copying your uh, photos onto PC as well. So how do you do that? Get yourself a scanner, plug it into your PC, scan your photos in, save them as JPEGs. Tip here is try and keep the quality as high as you can, so don't try and economise on file size. Because once you've got them in as JPEG, um, you can never improve the quality. So go for a fairly high scan rate, keep them at a fairly large size. Um, If you do have a large collection of photos, I can also recommend something called Adobe Photoshop Elements. Let me just tap this up on the laptop here. This is basically the package that I use for um, keeping all my old photos. So I've got something like 15,000 photos. Some of them scanned in from old print photos, most of them from a digital camera. So have a quick look at that interface there. Well, forget the interface. Who's she? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, Rather embarrassing that we've opened this up on a page that contains about three photos of one of my exes. Uh, That main screen there shows you a series of thumbnails. So we've got four photos along the top. Uh, What are we getting? Uh, 20 on the screen there. The really clever thing about this is tagging. She get it. So each photo is tagged, very similar to how you tag photos in Facebook. So what I can do is I can click on something here. So I can say, show me all the pictures of Carl with uh, Pete. And I click on those two. And the screen refreshes with all of the pictures tagged. You can tag by date, tag by place, tag by person. Really, really cool bit of software. And can you multi-tag? So can you sort of put sort of a year and a person associated yeah, with it? Yeah, it's really, really flexible. Absolutely. You can add comments and names to pictures as well. Really, really good. Excellent. Nice layout. One other thing I want to touch on is backing your stuff up. Very, very important. If you have a collection of media that you've archived, um, make sure you do back it up carefully. If you've got photos, back them up onto Flickr. If you've got BT Broadband, then you get something called Digital Vault that gives you 5 gig of backup. We found a really, really cool service that lets you back up 50 gigs worth of data automatically over the internet without you having to worry about it. So things like your email and documents, you edit quite often. Just get them backed up automatically over the internet. Um, we've got some details on that on our show notes. BT one, that's the one that's advertised, isn't it? Where she's sitting in bed going, oh, I've lost my phone. Yeah. That's one. And it gives you five gigs. So the service we're looking at here is 50 gig. The other thing, of course, is get yourself a USB hard disk. So I'm a particular fan of the Mac Store. I'm a particular fan of the front door. <laughs> Mac Store drive, 500 gig, plugs into your USB port, 85 quid, so you can just back up your entire hard disk and set up automatic backup so it just keeps everything backed up safe for you. Yeah, I should try that. Cool. There you go. Okay, next we are looking at a phone we very briefly touched on in the last show. Let me just switch this on. So what do you think of this little phone here, then? Well, I like this. Uh, looks quite sleek, actually, for a phone. Uh, I'm not a big fan of phones, as you know, but um, this, this looks quite nice, actually. I would carry that around. wouldn't be too embarrassing. 
So this is the Skype phone that we talked about before. Uh, rather nice little phone. It's got a 2 meg camera, um, 256 meg storage card comes with it, high-speed internet using the 3 network, and it supports MP3 video playback video calls. We're just going to try and make a call here over Skype. Now this is the real feature of this phone. It has a big Skype button just under the screen there. Press that button and it pops up the real Skype, connects over the internet, free calls to 170 million other Skype users. Nice. Just make sure you're a Skype user, everyone. You could use those as walkie-talkies, couldn't you? Actually, in all seriousness, that's not a bad idea. These phones are only 50 quid on pay-as-you-go. So get two of them. If you're lucky enough to have a mate somewhere else in the UK with Skype... Full stop. If you're lucky enough to have a mate in your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because you've got two. Bill Murray. <laughs> she can actually use these as walkie-talkies. Obviously, you've got a worldwide range as well, which is rather nice. Let me just try a quick Skype call. We can actually call our own frequency cast line here. Connecting your call. Hang on. Hi, and welcome to the Frequency Cast Podline. If you'd like to leave us a message about UK TV, radio, or technology. Okay, so that's us placing a call over Skype to our own answer phone number. Not bad, eh? Very impressive, yeah, I like it. Hi, this is Pete from Frequency Cast calling in free of charge to our podline from a free Skype phone, as reviewed in show 21. So there you go Skype phone, 50 quid pay as you go, free on contract. Check our website. Lovely. Next. And talking about phones, look shiny. Oh, look. (laughs) If it hadn't already been done to death, let's do it now. (laughs) Absolutely. Actually, we're not going to sit here and review the iPhone. I'm just going to say, look, shiny, 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 look. Internet browser, look. Our website, look. It is an amazing phone. Has its pros, has its cons. Some of our listeners may not know that we actually did a special audio show where you and I sat down with this. It was about three weeks ago now. For three hours, yeah. <laughs> or three weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> and we actually did 33 minutes just on this phone. So if you're really interested in the iPhone, we have a special podcast on our website, frequencycast.co.uk slash iphone.html. Me and Carl go through every single application on here. If you're interested in the iPhone, you want to know what the hype is, whether it's a good phone, whether it's a bad phone, the pros and the cons... Have a listen to our special that we put together a few weeks ago. All I'm going to say is this is the Roswell case meets the Minority Report. This has such fluidity to it. It is such a sleek-looking device. Seeing this, if I had one, if it was in the right price range, I'd love it. Sold. One other thing to show you. <laughs> Night Rider. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> this, this is probably the coolest thing. The Night Industries 2000, a remote-controlled kit. It's got a turbo boost. It makes the noise, little red flashing light, and it even speaks. It says, I am Kit, you may regard me as the voice of the night 2000. Michael, you're on my foot. (laughs) So there you go. If you fancy a remote-controlled kit car, check out our website and we'll give you some links for it. Very nice kit. Fantastic. That's a Christmas present for the Hoff. (laughs) Now, here is the ultimate weird and wonderful gadget. What do you think this is? Uh, my goodness, what the hell is this? What is it? It looks like, it, well, it's, a, it's a white clock. It looks like something out of a, oh, I know what it is. This is a communicator from Star Trek. <laughs> this is a weird little gadget. Our friend the digital dinosaur is absolutely going to love this. Just give us a quick description. Uh, well, uh, well, it looks like a digital clock, really. Um, it's got that round thing on the right-hand side with four, is that four... Little bars in a circle? What, what, what the hell's that for? You actually need to see the other half of this. Let me get this thing out here. <laughs> What's that? That's huge! <laughs> what are you going to do that? <laughs> what does that do? Okay. What, what are you putting on the end? <laughs> no! 
Right, you're not going to put that in your mouth. You must be joking. What's that okay. for? Do your own fillings? <laughs> Drill and fill. What this is, this is the Oral-B Triumph Toothbrush. Now, this has to be the most weird gadget we've been sent for review. It's a standard toothbrush, but it's wireless enabled. So it actually communicates your brushing habits to the other thing here, this thing that you thought was a clock, is the display. So you stick the... Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? It's the latest in toothbrushing technology. <laughs> You're a freak. So you stick this display unit on the wall and it does a two-minute countdown. It tells you which quadrant of the mouth you're meant to clean. Uh, it displays if you're pressing too hard. You can go through these modes. So you've got a massage mode. You've got polish mode. Can you do your back with that as well? <laughs> all sorts of things. So it comes with all these different modes. Let me just have a quick go here. <laughs> It's actually not a bad toothbrush, but I mean, a wireless toothbrush. I mean, come on. I've got a place for this. Put it in the recycle bin. So there you go. The Oral-B Triumph toothbrush, a wireless enabled toothbrush for those people that just need a bit of wireless in their bathroom. How mad. So if you want to see one of these weird things, uh, have a look on our show notes. Or better still, take ours. <laughs> I reckon I've only sent it to you because there's not enough room in the warehouse for it. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Wham, bam, it's interactive, man. We start off, Kim Ashton asks... I've bought a laptop and have a wireless connection at home. My sister said that people can get wireless connection anywhere, including on trains. How does this work? Is there such a thing as a USB portable wireless modem? Hi Kim, some train providers in the UK are already offering on-train Wi-Fi, but this is fairly rare. Your best bet is to use the 3G mobile phone network. In the UK, we can recommend two providers that supply a USB modem. T-Mobile's Web & Walk offers unlimited surfing for £20 a month, or there's broadband to go from three, with prices from just £10 a month. And Natalie Taylor's mailed us. She says that she has a USB ADSL modem, which she plugs into her laptop and wants to know how to get wireless broadband. Does she have to be plugged into the modem all the time? Hi Natalie, what you need to do is replace your USB modem with a wireless ADSL router. This plugs into your phone line and will give your house wireless broadband access. If your laptop doesn't already have built-in Wi-Fi, then you need to get a wireless USB stick that plugs into your USB port and can talk to this ADSL router. On our site's Wi-Fi page, we've got an example of how to do this, so take a look at our site. Thanks for the email. It's always good to hear from you via our pod line. Remember, the number is 0208 133 4567. Here's a call about the O2 XDA Orbit. Hi, my name is Mir Hussain, calling from Karshalton College. The uh, O2XDA orbit, it erases files from the storage card and also sometimes produces gibberish files that cannot be deleted. I wonder if you could advise me if there is any fix for this. Thanks for the call. Yes, there was a bug in the O2XDA orbit, but it was fixed back in August 2007. Windows Mobile 6 fixes the problem and is now available. See our show notes for the link. And following on from our last show about DVD recorders, Neil Fulcher asks, There is clearly a difference between DVD minus R and DVD plus R. What is it? And is it worth worrying about? Well, Neil, DVD minus R was a standard developed by Pioneer, and it got there first. DVD Plus R was created by an alliance that included Philips and Sony. Whilst there is a technical difference, from a practical level there's not really anything to worry about. Both formats can be played by over 90% of the world's DVD players, so all you need to worry about is making sure you buy the right discs for your recorder. In other words, if your recorder can only burn DVD minus R discs, don't go out and buy some blank DVD Plus R discs. 
Oh, and on that subject, hi to Sam Radford and to Gomez from our forum. Sam heard our feature in the last show on DVD recorders, and where we mentioned that DVD minus R's are right only once, he was worried that that means they're wrong the rest of the time. Nice one, Sam. And hi to a rather cheeky anonymous email author who said, I've enjoyed each edition of the cast, including downloading all the back issues. Great. Has it all been done for your vocational A-levels in media studies? (laughs) Cheeky so-and-so. I'll have you know that we've been here on work experience now for, what, about 15 years in the studio? Yeah, 15 years work experience. I'm doing all right as well, aren't I? I've worked out which one's a microphone now. Yeah, you're not doing bad. Yeah, and our engineer is just doing his mock-o levels. <laughs> Waving at us through the glass there. And our producer, what, he's resitting his 11 plus next year, isn't he? I think so. <laughs> he's feeling a bit shaky about it, though, isn't he? Our runner's well qualified, though. She's got a catering degree. Yeah, in, in tea making. <laughs> That's where she got her distinction, yeah. <laughs> you cheeky so-and-so A-level students. I also want to give a quick shout-out to Rory and Kate from the Crave podcast. Uh, they're really happening people. Now, is it Kate or Kay? You see, I can never hear whether they're saying Kate or Kay. No, it is Kate. She's great. She's their producer. They gave us a shout on a show a couple of weeks ago, so we just wanted to say hi. Um, oddly, though, Rory described our podcast as different. We're not quite sure what we mean. Is that a compliment? Yeah, what do you mean by that, Rory? <laughs> also, another quick hi to James. He's from the top media site, MediaUK.com. Brilliant website, really, really handy. It lists all the names and contact addresses for all the UK TV, radio, papers, magazines. Invaluable site. So, hi, James. Hi, James. And next, John Chambers wants to know, when can we expect DAB Plus receivers in the UK? Hi, John. DAB Plus is a little way off yet. DAB manufacturers Pure seem to be ahead of the bunch, though. They've released two DAB Plus upgradable radios already, the Siesta and the Kronos 2. We can expect to see more DAB receivers that will be upgradable to DAB Plus coming in 2008. Next, a quick message on HomeSight, the cheap and cheerful home security system we featured back in show 12. Thanks to Christopher for letting us know that, at last, a Windows Vista software upgrade is available. Users can get this from Motorola's site or from 247 Home. Links on our show notes. And a hi also to Andrew Molly. He asks if we could take a look at different ways to get on-demand content through a TV. Specifically, if he can get BBC One, ITV, Channel 4 and 5 through his TV. Hi Andrew, Virgin, BT Vision and Tiskali TV all offer on-demand TV programmes from their set-top boxes. This consists of a back catalogue of popular TV shows. Additionally, Virgin and Tiskali TV offer catch-up TV from the last seven days of BBC and Channel 4 programmes. And on BT Vision there's the Channel 4 catch-up service. Nothing as yet from ITV or Channel 5. The lack of on-demand TV content appears to be due to rights and content licensing restrictions. Well, that's it for interaction and for this frequency cast. Ah. Uh, so, Carl, have you enjoyed today's show? Lots of discussion of archiving, Night Rider, iPhones, and of course the good old toothbrush? Yes, I've learned about what to do with my backlog of cassettes. I feel quite special. Well done. Well, I'm glad we've taught you something. If anyone out there has got any questions or comments on today's show, please get in touch. Remember, it's your feedback that drives the show. Get in touch with your comments on today's show, or if you have any questions you'd like us to answer in the next show. Remember, it's your feedback that drives the show, so please get in touch. Give us a call and leave us a message on 0208 133 4567. Or leave us a voice message using Skype. Our Skype ID is FrequencyCast. You can also write on our Facebook FrequencyCast wall or send us a message via our website. Remember to check out the notes for Show 21 for more info on what we've covered today. The web address is www.frequencycast.co.uk. 
So that's it for another show of intellectually integrated info from Iconic Industries. Until the next one, bye for now. Frequency cast. Shut down in progress. Well, that's all for this show. Keep the feedback coming and make sure you visit our website for details of what we discussed in today's tantalizing take on technology. Point your browser at www.frequencycast.co.uk. Frequency cast.